Um, the next topic we want to move on is on uh, food rationing and stockpiling. Maybe we can talk even talk about like inventory management, right? What is stockpiling and what is rationing? To <laughs> in your opinion, yeah. First question I ask you is, what have you stockpiled? I actually checked out the definition of stockpiling. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, let's let's hear the definition of stockpiling. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, the definition of a stockpiling is like having a large or excessive amount of uh, goods that uh, is uh, unnecessary. But who defines unnecessary? Exactly. Like the def the definition is just uh, trying to explain it, but it does not. Uh, it is still very judgmental, right? Or, or even subjective. <laughs> I love the fact you looked that up. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah. Uh, I, because I don't want to be labeled as a stockpiler, right? So <laughs> I had to look it up, right? Uh, being the blue side of me. <laughs> Probably, but by that definition, then what's the difference between stockpiling and hoarding? Oh, hoarding, I suspect, is... Uh, want to prevent someone from getting getting it meaning to say that for example you get the number of toilet rolls and then you don't want anyone else to get it <laughs> it's hoarding right like for example hoarding i can think of hoarding a car car park uh parking space because you hoard the lane or you hog the parking space isn't that hogging not hoarding hoarding oh sorry you probably need to cut this part then <laughs> what's your definition of hoarding then i so i just looked this up and so hoarding disorder is where it's the same thing as what you said about stockpiling except in terms of a disorder it's a behavioral pattern of excessive acquisitions i think the key difference of hoarding versus stockpiling is uh, in hoarding terms it's the inability and I'm quoting it, inability or unwillingness to discard large quantities of objects. Discard? Yeah, un un inability or unwillingness to discard lar large quantities of objects. Wait, so isn't that the same as not trying to let other people get it? <laughs> no, because it's, I, I guess it's kind of like, again, I'm not an expert, but as an example, if you're stockpiling, you're stockpiling things for a reason, like there's a shortage or there's a there's an increase in demand and therefore you want to get it as well, mm. right? So that's, I think that's that's one way of looking at it. In terms of hoarding though, you'll be getting stuff for the sake of either getting it, but you're also like unwilling to get rid of it. So as an example, if you bought something and you never use it, but you keep buying it, or buying similar stuff like that you don't use that's hoarding because you're not willing to get rid of it and you, you but you just keep buying these sorts of things that you don't use whereas stockpiling at least you, you hope eventually that you will use them i mean if they go bad you're not going to keep them are you mm, okay okay seems like hoarding is much more of a selfish act okay both are selfish. It's, it's a disorder though so you can't necessarily say it's, it's selfish because it's a ocd it's a disorder um, it's not OCD <laughs> but it's a disorder so it's like a again if we're talking about mental health like it's a disorder so it's a mental health issue okay and actually yeah like you said you relate to the really well to the previous topic which is I think it's about fear and uncertainty right it's like stress buying I suspect don't you think is it stress or is it fear 
could be both stress caused by fear. <laughs> because it's I I don't know if it's stress. Well, it is stressful, and if you bought stuff, it is not as stressful because you've got stuff on it. I don't know about you. Well, I, I guess you didn't answer the question <laughs> in terms of whether you've stockpiled or not, but. I don't just stockpiling is being labeled as bad, but that's mainly because it's causing other supply chain issues and other people in in terms of needing to get it. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we weren't in this time and climate of where we are now, I don't think this would be such a big topic. As an example, I would in some ways class myself as a stockpiler because <laughs> I shop at Costco. And Costco only give you restaurant-sized packets or packaging of stuff. So uh, my friend always takes the takes the Mickey out of me because we go to Costco and buy. I think it was something like fifty odd rolls of Lou roll. When and was that? We, we've done this ever since we had a Costco membership. So that's multiple ah, years. Okay, okay. So technically, that's stockpiling. But at the same time, we've been doing it for years and. It's only been labelled as bad because of the current situation, not necessarily because because any other time it wouldn't be labelled as the same thing. Yeah. So in um in actual reality, uh, we're actually running low on <laughs> toilet paper because we're due to buy some, and then all of this happened. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think you shed a really bright light on uh, stop howling. If not for this situation, uh, like nobody would think stop holding is bad, right? But now it seems like moving towards the line of holding. For me, uh, back to your question, like what did I stockpile? For those top popular items, like for example the toilet rolls, hand sanitizer, I do not have. Uh, how do I say? Not even a lot, or I did not even manage to get my hands on them. So, in that case. Those items that I got, or maybe you label as stockpile, are those items that are available on the shelf, still available on the shelf or remaining on the shelf. So I was going for pasta, there was no pasta. I was going for eggs, there's no eggs. I was going for toilet rolls, there's no toilet rolls. So I could only go for substitutes or alternatives that that are available in the supermarket. And of course, I got more than usual because I... I was thinking about like uh, if it's locked down, then it's probably I I need to get like, uh, for at least one one to two months, yeah. I think this is where the uncertainty comes in because people say lockdown. Okay, what does that actually mean? Because as far mm. as I'm aware, like in places like Italy, from what I've read, although they're in lockdown, they're still able to access the essentials. Yes. So. Again, I, I think some of this uncertainty is breeding the fear and this is where the stockpiling is coming in. No one's mm-hmm. actually come out and stated like, if we were to go into lockdown, this is what would happen or this is what we're putting in place or this is what we're thinking about. So uh, whilst I did praise like the communication part of it, I think there's still more uncertainty which is then causing this in some ways and... I'm very interested to see what happens as well because as a family we've already set up to buying a year's worth of um, a year well yeah (laughs) if we bought like however many packs of like um, toilet paper we get from Costco that lasts us about a year 
<laughs> and you see those funny pictures about where people bought, you know, like created a a throne out of toilet paper and stuff like that. That is essentially what a downstairs <laughs> toilet looks like. It's just stuffed full of like um, loo roll because we just buy a giant pack that literally like fills up sort of like the boot of your car, and then wow. and then we unpack it and put them. We unpack the packs of nine. And then we just stick them into our uh, downstairs toilet, and then we don't have to worry about it for another year. Uh. <laughs> so and again, I, I've not been doing this now. I've been doing this like for many years, and um, <laughs> this is what I mean by stockpiling. So that's why when all of this started kicking off, and um, people were saying like, "Oh, everyone's buying bog roll for some reason," and then that's when yeah, my friends started laughing at me. It's like, "Oh, what's your stockpile like?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay,、um, yeah, there's a <laughs> ongoing mystery on、uh, why people buy toilet roll, and to be honest, son, <laughs> based on the observation, it happened actually a month ago earlier when this、uh, pandemic now happened to Europe. It was in Asia, right? So、uh, we were laughing at the people in Singapore that was、uh, buying the toilet rolls, and then we realized soon after everyone in、uh, different countries are doing the same thing. So it's not just.、Uh, <laughs> Country specific is like the whole world is doing it. Yeah, and I, I really do hope. Well, I, I'm really interested to kind of hear once we get past all of this, like what happened there, because it's very interesting the human or the the human behavior, the behavioral science part of it, because it's also like、um, I'm I'm oh I'm genuinely curious. Anyway, but it's also,、um, I don't. Have you seen Pandemic on Netflix? Not yet. Okay, I, I won't spoil it. But I didn't realize the behind-the-scenes activity that people are doing on these things. Like the, it was kind of saying about the next pandemic, but also the lessons learned from SARS.、Mm. And I didn't realize the amount of things that people did actually take away from that event、um, back in I think it was like two thousand three. So, but again, that took um what like almost fifteen twenty years to come out of a documentary on it. So I'm hoping people will learn from this again, and I'll be very interested to hear what has come out at the end of this. And in terms of like the food side of things in particular, like I don't understand or still don't understand why people were stocking up on things like toilet roll. Like, what what was the rationale behind it? <laughs> As a friend said, everyone has a bidet in their house because it's called a shower. <laughs> oh yes, I, yeah. Actually, I will resort to that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Please. <laughs> oh right. Okay.、Uh, I mean, yeah. So in terms of stockpiling, then if you, so you haven't, and I, I'll admit, I haven't either. But I'm always wishing I did because. Some of the things that's happening, or I'm seeing now, is things like、uh, so we normally shop,、um, do online groceries, and last week's shopping came with no issues, and I was thinking like, oh no, I'm going to get a lot of like replacements or out of、um, stock ones,、uh, sort of like、um, out of stock items, and therefore wouldn't be delivered. But last week it was fine. Tried to get a delivery for this week. <laughs> I have to wait three weeks for the next available delivery slot. Yeah. And some of the essentials, like excluding toilet roll, <laughs> and <laughs> people say pasta. I'm gonna say noodles as well. Excluding those things, 
so yeah i do have a child so things like nappies and wet wipes is also quite essential to us yeah and so we were like wasn't panicking because we did have some left but it's also like again that fear and uncertainty of how long is this going to last for and if we do run out what do we do because in that situation it is going to be very hard to manage in my opinion a small person um if we do run out of things like nappy like yeah it it will make it even harder to manage hard like yeah i think you you brought up the point harder to manage but it's not impossible to manage because nappy you can replace it with a cloth nappy right instead of disposable one <laughs> if if you have that available to yes i guess the other thing is you can potentially make a makeshift one if you don't have any again mm-hmm. i don't know because i've to be honest i've not really looked into the whole disposable versus reusable nappy side of things so potentially i don't know <laughs> yeah you see like you mentioned the toilet paper the the alternative is using the water spray and then for the nappy we talk about a cloth nappy and then for masks people talk, talking about using those kind of uh, sewable cloth masks and then yeah i, I think it if it, it, the list just evolves like without pasta then people use flour and then people are just looking at alternatives or substitutes now when they do not have the available items mm. yeah um again makes sense but <laughs> again there's in this time that we are in, I'm hoping there's a lot of data and statistics that are being gathered about this because you've got things like, I mean, I think, for example, Tesco's is one of the leading companies that pioneered some of the business insights and analytics. And now with all of this happening, I'm sure they, they've got a gold mine of data of, you know, from events that's been happening all the way through to what people have done is as a response mm-hmm. and this is why i'm saying like the analysis and the outcomes of this will be very very interesting in years to come to hear what happened and tying it all back um in terms of things like global events all the way through to the local supermarket and what people are buying because it's going to be very interesting to hear what people how people reacted and behaved as well mm. would you have a reacted differently would you go to costco honestly yeah like people say don't stockpile don't stockpile but i would increase the number of things i would have bought in order to make sure that i had enough because again i i'm sounding selfish here but at the same time i was listening to government advice and I feel shortchanged by not doing what everyone else has done because I now I have to either go into a shop which then increases my risk or I wait three weeks for a delivery. So I can't win. Mm. Actually, I think you brought up the point that because you listen to the government advice and then that's why there's a regret over there. But uh, the same situation happened in Singapore. How they handle that is using social media and limiting the stocks and all those things that you have seen right now and because of the confidence with the government they it actually worked like of course there are still people that stockpile but lesser amount of people have stockpiled uh due to but that how, how quickly did they react to that like so for example like the stockpiling happened 
I think, what, at least two weeks before the government announced things like you should now work from home. Oh, now social distancing and potentially lockdown. So there was a, a lot of lead time where people were stockpiling, but the but the supermarkets all the way through to the government didn't really do anything other than don't stockpile and say don't stockpile. So mm. in terms of what you just said in Singapore, like how quickly did that message, how quickly was it observed from people stockpiling to that message to actual limits? Yeah, that's a good question. They obviously the government was too late to act as well because like you said every single announcement of uncertainty for example uh, there will be a lockdown tomorrow or uh, the schools will be shut tomorrow or uh, there are more cases uh, coming in uh, important cases of COVID-19 every major uncertainty or announcement it just triggered the panic buying and uh, and stop powerless and then the next message, like you say, the next message is just to come, uh, for them to come in and calm down the, the public. And how fast it was and how effective it was is uh, to a certain extent. You can't, just, you can't eliminate 100% of people like, until you slap in a, a restriction or limits to, to those items. Yeah. So I guess on hindsight, yeah, probably they can do it. And some people say they can do it in parallel, but... Yeah, yeah. because I, I think it was only, so as, as I mentioned, like, it was about two weeks ago where probably say it really started happening and appearing in the news and stuff like that. And then, it, so it took two weeks for people to actually put physical limits. So for example, I went into the app for my groceries um, today and I noticed like the limits have now been put in place so you can't add more than X amount depending on the item. So. Yeah. It, it's almost like again i get the fact that you have to build something if it wasn't already there and put it in place and then get ready and then test it and so on and so forth but at the same time like how quickly did that come in was it a we started work on this yesterday and is now out today or was it we started two weeks ago and it only it took us that long to kind of get to the point of rolling it out in, in terms of those limits um so yeah it's, it's a it's one of those ones where like I'm being critical here because I've been directly affected by this. And I think in the future, I would, bad as it sounds, potentially ignore advice because I am trying to look out for my own family and also make it as easy as possible. And I would probably stock up on more stuff than I have done currently. I understand where you're coming from, but if that is the conclusion that we say on this topic, it's to be <laughs> faster than the rest of the stock powder. I think we have not learned anything from this, isn't it? Well, the, I mean, the other thing, like I said, is like a lot of the shops and stuff will have learned from this as well as the government and everything like that, because it's one of these events don't happen, thank God, that often. But at the same time, I do wonder what will happen if there is a next time whether lessons will be learned and carried forward or is it again oh no we're gonna to have to develop something it's gonna take that time as like from policies all the way through to apps and stuff like that to be able to limit things and i think yeah it is a, a big ifs buts and maybes but i would like to know what would happen if those limits were put in place both on, on the app as well as physically in the shops as well, a week after all of this started happening, not two weeks or three weeks or, you know, so on and so forth. Yep. I think we are also underestimating how people adapt as well. 
and like you said so the next time this happened and then you want to be faster than them they'll be faster than you as well <laughs> <laughs> again potentially I, i'm not i'm not saying that i'm like the smartest person either so uh, that probably will happen in terms of like the stockpiling side of things i think it's a uh, it's an interesting one you are being selfish because it's almost going back to that survival mode but also like you it's that balance of being selfish but also thinking of others so i for example we haven't stocked up on sanitizers or soaps and stuff like that because again we had costco so <laughs> i have three bags of 500 mil refills of um, hand soap and that was spare and that was pre-crisis as well mm -hmm. I, i'm not struggling with that and in, in reality if people are at home anyway i would say this the use of our soap and stuff will be less anyway because you know your home you know where you clean where you don't clean and what you're doing so uh, whereas you go out in public um I, I feel really sad for my son because every time he went to school he had to put hand sanitizer on and he's been doing that now for the last two weeks to the point where his hands so dry hmm it's starting to cause skin issues on his hand where it's kind of that weird balance of like being too clean affecting his hand and it potentially could affect how he writes because in order to write you need to pick up the pen with your hand mm. that could then affect his ability to learn and stuff at school so again i get in this case it's probably an overreaction but at the same time i don't feel like people are being rational about it either because now that he's got this, is this going to cause him longer term issues until we get his hand sorted? And that's why keeping him at home actually will help, hopefully, all of that. Again, I'm not going to be using hand sanitizers every day, sort of thing. Yep, that's, that's why I think it's not just uh, thinking about the immediate steps, but also the next few steps as well, ahead as well. So like you mentioned, the hand sanitizer problem on the dry skin, then the next step is, do you have enough moisturizer to... <laughs> that's, you that, have that's, to... actually that's a very very good point like i i, I want next time i go in the shop so if i do my shopping i'm going to check if moisturizers in stock and things like e45 and stuff yeah and so like i said when you think about it other people also think about it and like and sooner or later the moisturizer will be gone along with it with the hand sanitizer yeah do you want to go into rationing rationing yes so rationing, I think in terms of the situation we are in, that there, there's two parts. One, that I'll say that because previously I was, uh, uh, when we talk about uh, zombie apocalypse and things like that, <laughs> <laughs> there's, I did come up with a simple like emergency list and somehow this becomes a good practice, rationing, food rationing. Then... The tricky situation why I brought up a zombie apocalypse because we are definitely not heading towards that direction. But it's in between, you, you, you get what I mean? It's the short to midterm and the comparison with uh, the extreme that makes it difficult for you to decide whether you, like, you want to live with the harder method or you want to go for the immediate relief. I do see what you mean. And there's quite a few memes going about anyway, kind of along... The similar lines like um as, as bad as it sounds again uh, i would love to go into london right now because where are you can get this opportunity to see london so quiet <laughs> i'm not going to venture out just to do just to cure my curiosity on, on it either. <laughs> but yeah it's is 
interesting on the rationing side. I think, it, like you said, that in between stage because it is that survival instinct and what and that's kind of what we touched on about the stockpiling side. Mm. Rationing though, I can't say I'm rationing right now, so maybe I should if I was getting low. However, like again, trusting the government that you know in terms of the message about not to stockpile. I'm hoping that supply chains and stuff will stand up to all of this stuff and again thanking all the people who do fulfill all of that sort of process as well as the frontline people to keep these things going and running so that hopefully I don't have to get to the point where we're rationing. So what would you ration then if we reach the point or the breaking point or the or the tipping point? Uh, well, if you're going to say that, then it's going to be the the usual stuff um, in terms of survival, isn't it? So you, you need water, clean water, drinking water. Mm. Yeah, water is popular, yeah. Yeah, and then shelter and also food. So those three things. In terms of uh, rationing, well, you don't need to ra- hopefully ration your shelter, but in terms of food, we're going to think about what we have in and and what we need, what can keep for longer and what doesn't and stuff like that. But yeah, again, I haven't really thought much more beyond the fact that I'm hoping I don't have to do that. And interestingly, one of my work colleagues has said, maybe now's a good time to learn fasting as well. Fasting is a good one. Yeah, I mean, have you have you started rationing? Or have you thought about it? Yeah, so when I was in the supermarket uh, and I cannot find the, the popular items, then that's where I thought about rationing and... Like you said, so I ap- apply the first in first out method. Those that are expiring first definitely need to go. So things like popular items like eggs and others, even if you do have it, it will not last, right? So I went for the rationing items, for example, jam, peanut butter, canned food. Canned food is also run out because people thought of that. Those that you think of, people think of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so dry foods, right? Like uh, cereal and all those things. Yeah. I can see those items are still available, so people are not at the point of stage of rationing. They are still stockpiling the popular items. You, you spoke about like kind of what you've bought that's longer life, but in terms, but that's not necessarily rationing yet. So, are you actually limiting the amount that you consume? Eating lesser of the popular items like pasta and rice, and eating more snacks, maybe. But that's again, that's not rationing though. Okay. Because uh, like, the way I see rationing is is where you're de- deliberately limiting the amount of things that you're consuming so that they last longer. As as in like the limiting part to make it stretch out longer. I'm not saying buying stuff that lasts longer because to me that's not rationing. It's it's actually deliberately limiting or portioning out stuff um, so that you're consuming less and therefore have more for you to eat kind of thing. Ah. Uh... Okay, maybe maybe not yet. Okay, I was gonna say like if you if you've started rationing, I'm impressed because um, <laughs> again they're trying to. <laughs> there's, there's no word about rationing yet, <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, like you said, if if smarter people than me are already thinking ahead of me, then is that what they're doing? Like we talk about stockpiling, but actually, it's also limiting the amount of time we visit the supermarkets and expose ourselves to the public, isn't it? Which is funny because, yeah, like now places like where I shop don't have any deliveries until three weeks down the line. So it's forcing us to go out to find food. Mm. Again, this this to me seems ridiculous. Like, 
how that's all panned out when we have the technology to do all of these things. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, until I die. Thanks. 